Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... Our intrepid explorers quickly found out that smashing eggs in a Greek nursery is no yoke. <laughs> Cullen, unable to convince the Greeks that smashing their babies wasn't his idea, is quickly surrounded by an iron curtain of Greeks. All seemed lost. But thanks to some strategic flanking and fancy finger guns, our heroes beat the odds and survived. Badly injured, our party made their way back into the forest. There they rested and leveled up. Rejuvenated and feeling like a stack of gold and silver coins, they made their way back into the Greek burrows. Brows were wiped and sweat was flicked. Might was thrown and ancient books crumbled. While Jake examined the runes of an ancient portal, shadows reached out their inky hands and attacked. Will our already heartbroken cleric be visiting the great library in the sky? How do you hide behind a gnome? Is a white cricket fence Every girl's dream come true? And will Elric come up with more good ideas or bad ideas or worst ideas he ever had? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. So you guys have discovered a secret chamber with an ancient portal. And while examining the portal, you seem to have also discovered shadow creatures and they have attacked Jake. So Jake, a shadowy hand has reached out and touched you and you suddenly feel tired, like your energy and strength are being sucked out of you. Roll a d4 for me. What is this doing? Just roll me a d4. Three. Your strength score is now lowered by three points. Oh. So now, instead of a uh, 14 strength, you now only have an 11 strength. Nice. Real, real nice. And (laughs) you see these shadows start to emerge out of this portal. Not like they're coming out of the portal from someplace, but they were just in the shadows of the portal. Gotcha. And everyone roll initiative. 21. Sorry, 12. I got a 14. All right, Jake, you are first as you are hit and drained by these shadow creatures. So these are shadow creatures. Are they undead? No, they're just shadow creatures, right? Uh, you can roll me something if you'd like to see what they are. I'd like to know if you know what they are. Okay. Roll me a 
history, history. or nature? I'll roll a history. And I got a five plus four and nine. Mm, you're not sure what they are. So what I want to do then, cast uh, Inflict Wounds on shadow number two. And I roll a 17. I hit. And I am going to grab my blood drop, which does 3d10 necrotic onto him. You, oh, wow, what a crappy roll. Damage. 3d10. Damage zero. It com- zero. It res- resisted all six points. Yep. Oh, man. So you see that your necrotic damage did nothing against these creatures. Because he rolled necrotic on me, I thought I would repay the favor, but obviously it it, resistant. And I I can't hear it, but I can feel a laughter coming from it, and now I'm even more mad. (laughs) Okay, are you going to do anything else? Yes, I am. I'm going to say, okay, fine. I'm going to drop the Book of Agman, you, you evil, unknowing piece of... And I hit, oh, critical. With my spiritual book of Agma, you need to burn Shadow 2 with 12 points of damage. Nice. Okay, Cullen, you're up by the portal holding the light die for Jake like a kid holding a flashlight for his dad while they're fixing (laughs) something. When suddenly, shadows seem to come out of the wall and attack Jake. What are you going to do? They may be shadowy, but there may be some substance there. I guess I'll try. I don't think it'll work, but I'll give it a shot. 24 hits. Nice. Okay, roll damage. Okay, so the damage from your sword was partially resisted as the blade seems to just cut through thin air. But because of the previous damage by Jake's uh, spiritual weapon, it was enough to kill it. And you watch as the shadow's form dissipates like a mist. Well, even though this might, it might be a bad idea because he might just be, I might, you know, a new one might just be popping out anytime soon. I go ahead and step five feet in and take a swing at shadow one. Ah, your second sword misses as the shadowy figure ebbs and flows with the surrounding darkness. Before we get too far, can I try precision and add a D8 uh, to that roll? Because I think it might turn into a hit. Yeah, go for it. Nice. Nice. That turns it into a hit. So you Seven anticipated points. an ebb or flow and turned your blade at the last second and did five points of damage to it. So, Esmir, you see Cullen swinging his swords at shadows, and there is one right next to you with its hand on Jake. And Jake looks more tired than usual. What do you do? I'm going to... Um, I think I'm going to shock and grasp him since he's right in front of me. Six, four, I hit him with a 20 and seven Ooh, points of damage partially, partially resisted. So you okay. get three, three points of damage to it with that. So you can still uh, disengage though if you'd like. I'm going to. So we know it can resist 
necrotic damage. It can resist lightning, right? Yes. Okay, so now it's the shadow's turn. The shadow is there draining the life out of Jake when Cullen comes up and strikes it with his sword, and then Esmir zaps it with a shocking grasp, and the shadow rears back, and it spins towards Cullen because it feels the strength from him, like a new strength that he just got from leveling up, and he (laughs) wants that strength, and he reaches out his hand to touch Cullen for some tasty life energy. I'm going to use my portent, and I'm going to know that we, I knew that some shadowy undead creature was going to attack us and I'm going to give him his next attack. I want it to be a one. His next next Ah, attack. Can you do that? Yes, because I have my portent. I had a bad, I had a bad (laughs) feeling about this. I was like, no. All right, cool. So it reaches out its shadowy hand to touch Cullen for some of that life energy. But instead, it just grabs the air in front of Cullen's nose. And if the shadow had a face, it would look perplexed. Nice. All right. Elric, you're in the back there watching all this. Your party fighting shadows. And it's your turn. Firebolt, got it targeted. Attack. Misses. No, hits. Oh, it hits. Partially resisted, but five. Ooh, he's heavy. Yeah, ten points of damage, partially resisted to five. So you see your firebolt, it like goes through the shadow and bursts against the back wall. But you can tell it didn't like it and it reels from some of the damage. All right, Jake, you're up with your nemesis. My nemesis, you're right. And I would turn you and make you run. And that's what I'm saying to him. I would turn you and make you run. But I'm not going to do that. Instead, I am going to... um, Do you have a sacred flame? Shush. I was... uh, Radiant damage. (laughs) I was going to use sacred flame, but I don't need you telling me what to do, boy. (laughs) <laughs> 14 plus 2 It succeeded He succeeded, which means I missed oh. So for my oh. Well, shush Everybody For my bonus action I'm going to sock what? him on the head with my spiritual weapon again Hit him on so. the shadowy snoot Learn the Kill him, old man Agma. Kill him 20. Hit with a 20. And a... Kill him. Finish him. Six Ah. points and he's dead. Ten points of damage. Good job. Plus four. Check it out. The book was not resisted. Full full damage from the book. You cannot resist the word of Agma, you see. (laughs) Oh, right. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, zip it up there, little one. All right. He goes, you hit him with the Book of Agma, and the force splatters its shadow against the brick wall behind the portal. And it... No! We'll get you, my pretty. (laughs) That's how I feel when he reads the book to me, little shadow dead thing. And, uh, Jake, you feel tired and drained. 
Yeah, I do. And you know that um, your strength will not recover until you take a rest. <sighs> Short rest or long rest? Well, this this room looks like a good as place as any. This room is depressing. This room's got a bunch of ash books in it. <laughs> That's okay. It's a good place. We might as well take a long rest if we're going to be... Uh, yeah. If all we need is a short rest. Ah, uh, you're right, you're right. Short, short's fine. Yeah, we did That's get cool. to see Jake crying, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> My books. It would have been better. Yeah. You didn't get to see me bawling, but you definitely got to see me... Um, like, trash vulnerable. Indian vulnerable. with one tear. Vulnerable, perfect <laughs> word. Absolutely, I was very vulnerable. I looked around, too. I looked around for... You know, some shoulder to kind of cry on or somebody to turn to, and there was fucking nobody. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter. Okay, so you guys hunkered down in this dusty secret chamber and took a short rest. So uh, I'm going to give you guys a short rest. Uh, go ahead and roll any hit die if you'd like and uh, whatever else you need to do, and uh, we'll carry on, right? Okay, cool. Okay. Um, I think during this short rest, Esmir, who's mesmerized by the portal, would have continued to study it to try and figure out maybe where it goes or who used it or how to activate it or look for something. Okay. Um, yeah. So... What you've come up with is that this was a portal that was used centuries ago and that the magic you detected earlier was just some like a residual traces of a once powerful magic. But the portal uh, no longer seems to be operational. It hasn't been used in a long, long time. So whoever used this room centuries ago and stored those books here use this portal to go somewhere but where it led mm. to um you can't uh, seem to find out with um what you've studied during this short rest okay so esmir has a researcher background and is there a way she could use that to learn more about it I've never used that skill before, so... So you're using your researcher background. Yeah. And that says when you attempt to learn or recall a piece of lore, if you do not know that information, you often know where and from whom you can obtain it. So Yeah, I know a guy. I know, know a guy. guy. Well, uh, so you could surmise that this, uh, this harp shield castle, the ruins here in this portal, and by the fact that these books just crumble to dust in your hand, this is uh, centuries old. And the, the first thing that comes to your mind is that you need to find someone or talk to someone who's been around that long. An elf. Was there not was there not a companion of uh, Sir Istival who was an elf? Um, you think you remember from uh, talking to Curran uh, when you arrived in Daggerford that Sir Istival uh, had left for Waterdeep and that one of his companions was a high uh, gold elf. <laughs> you know those elves are usually high anyway. <laughs> So I tell the guys, I'm like, 
guys, remember, you know, I was telling them, remember when Curran was telling us about that old elf guy? That guy's going to help us out here. So when we go back, we need to talk to that guy, old elf, right. the high, the high elf. Talk to Curran and get his name. You think you remember uh, Curran mentioning that his name was Lord Flotion? Oh, wow. The Flotion Estate. Right. Flow. Okay. So that that's uh, back in Daggerford. So for now, well, let me ask you this. It looks like there is not a break between the door to the west or the room to the west of where we're at right now and then that other room. What was that? Oh, this was that secret passageway, right? Correct. Okay. So there is a door. I say that we go back into that room all the way to the west and go through that and check that one door that's okay. on that western wall. Okay. You know, I think this door I might have tried to lift to Brent to bend to break because it was held fast from this side. Oh yeah, that's right. But we can try again. I'm up for it. <laughs> well, I'm going to start. Either way, we got to go back and to that room. I, when I come out wow. here, I want to peek into that main room and make sure there's nothing in there or listen in through that trap door. Okay. So you peek back into the warehouse room from the tunnel or the secret entrance. And uh, you see that um, you don't see anything because you're a human and it's pitch black. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. No, do I hear anything? Oh, do you I will hear anything? catch up with you. You do not yeah, hear anything. I don't hear anything. Okay. I have uh, the radiant, the 30 foot of radiation. Wait, how long does that last? An hour? Or? It lasts an hour, so it has gone out. Ah, I'm back here in the dark. Yep, I see. Y'alls. Scooch. Still got those dice? Yeah, I do. I hold them out. Do please okay, bring make my here. dice glow. Bring them over here, kid. <laughs> I'm going to do a little hocus pocus on your dice. Give them a little zippity zap. And I'm going to be really melodramatic. Let there be light. Nice. And I look over at Jake and wink. <laughs> and I wink See? back and say, I'm like nice. a god. <laughs> I step through them, past them, to stand here and cast light upon the area. Okay, so you're back in the room with the Grick Tunnel that you used to enter this part of the dungeon. And this room is again littered with wooden wreckage from broken crates and chests. And there's the crumbled spider exoskeleton up there on the northern wall. And there's the staircase on the southern wall that leads to a pile of collapsed rubble. And there's the barricaded door there on the western wall. So how do I do uh, bend bars, lift gates? You just do a strength check? Yeah, or an athletics check. See, athletics is strength. I could do something, a little hocus pocus on it that would be quieter. Ooh. Do you want me to do a little hocus pocus? Let me try this. Yes. 25. Oh, my God. All right, so you roll a 25, and that's exactly what you needed to break that door. So you guys watch as Cullen goes over there, and he starts pushing on that door and pushing on that door. His face is turning red, and the veins are bulging out of his forehead. And sure enough, you hear a couple of cracks, crick, cracks, and then finally 
the door burst open with a loud clang and scatter and wood pieces go shattering all over the place. Nice. Cool. Nice show of force, son. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see anything? So you burst open the door and you look in and you find a small little room here that's like 10 feet by 40 feet wide and it just leads to another door on the western wall. See, this this here smells like a trap. Does anybody have a special skill? To detect traps? Yes. No. A special skill? Uh, Oh no, hang on, hang on, hang on. I actually do. I have a spell. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me consult with Agma for a minute. Yo, Agi, down here. God, I thought you did. Oh, Sometimes he forgets okay. his skills yes. and powers. So after checking my little black book, I realize I know find traps. Okay, so I'm gonna scooch into this little passageway and I want to cast find traps. Okay, what's that do? Um. I sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. A trap for the purpose of this spell includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable, which was specifically <laughs> intended as such by its creator. That, my friends, is the definition of a trap. I don't learn the location of each trap, but I do learn that the general nature of the danger posed by a trap I sense. Mm, okay. Nerds. Okay. So you uh, cast this spell and you reach out with your senses and you find no traps in this room. Oh, You don't sense any traps in this room, I should say. I'm going to roll perception and see if I see anything um, that would uh, be unsafe. Okay. And I rolled a 17 plus 6 is a 23. You do... uh, You find this area to be quite stable and you don't find anything unusual about it. It seems just like a little uh, causeway or hallway in between two different areas. Then I'm going to enter into this room cautiously. And a piano, no, an anvil falls from (laughs) the sky. (laughs) I'm going to go in there too. Okay. I'm just going to hold the light. Okay. I'm going to listen at the door and roll perception. Ooh, a 20. 26. Jake juice kicking in. So, uh, Jake, you listen at the door and you don't hear anything. With a 26. With a 26, you do not hear anything. Hey, old man, is the door locked? The door is not locked. So... I just don't. I just don't want to be standing in front of it when I open it up to the barracks of orcs. I have stealth, so let me stealthily do the one eyeball on the door. Okay. Maybe you <laughs> we can die, open it. We die. Open Jake it immediately moves back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> open it with less creak. Good idea. If we you die. Go. We'll die together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using her as the meat shield, as somebody called it. <laughs> oh no! You called it. And so I'm just creaking the door open and picking my eyeball in. Just the one eyeball. 14. That's not too bad. You creak open the door very quietly, and you peek through, and you find another dark room. 
and the room contains the remains of tables and chairs and shelves and crates and empty bottles and small kegs. You get the sense that this was once a tavern of sorts. And you, you look inside and there is a door on each wall and you see a humanoid figure standing in the uh, standing motionless in the middle of the room. Mm. So I'm going to give him the universal shush symbol. Okay. Is the figure motionless? The figure is just standing there motionless. Does it, does the figure seem to be breathing, moving, or is it, does it look like a statue? Um, it's not moving and you can't tell if it's breathing. I mean, it's motionless. I have an idea. I've been, um, me and Asilius have been practicing some of our uh, skills together. I was thinking about dis- dismissing Asilius so he can disappear, right? Back into the pocket, whatever, mm-hmm. Peter pocket that he came from. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then have him reappear directly in front of the face of that the humanoid figure. And if the humanoid figure gets startled, whoever uh, will have Elric or someone attack, come in and surprise attack him. Okay, let's see this happen. Well, okay, yeah, because we don't have to kill him. We could just knock him out or something. And cause sure. Let's try it. Why don't we give sure. it a whirl? Because it might be kind of fun. I think it's a grand idea. Oh, I'd like to have fun. I, I don't know. I have a feeling that the orcs ransacked this room and it's possible that it's just a, you know, it's like a sparring dummy or something. It's not like anything. Well, we can find react. out. Well, we will find out soon. If it doesn't enough. react, then we could just sit where we are. And then we'll know something. All right, so I'm going to motion to Elric to come behind me. All right. Because you got your glaive. You have a longer yep. reach. Yep. And I'm going to dismiss Asilius. Okay, hold on. I just want to point out one issue with this plan. Um, Elric can't see in the dark. Yeah. Well, I, I'll follow him, but, you know, can that be a reaction as well? Sure. I have light. Okay. All right, so that's the plan. All right, just one more time, just so I have this plan straight. You're going to dismiss Asilius and then make him reappear in front of this figure's face. And if this figure reacts as a reaction, you want Elric and Cullen to rush in. Is that right? If the guy gets startled, yeah, to rush in and try to just knock him out. Okay. All right. So, or grapple him or something like that. But you know, I love then, this idea straight from the mind of a gnome. <laughs> they have oh. the craziest ideas, and I love ideas. This is fantastic. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> All right, so Esmir whispers her plan, and you guys ready yourselves at the door, and watch as a small portal opens up. And you watch as Asilius hops into it, and then it closes up. Right, the pita pocket. He's like a falafel. (laughs) And a moment later, that pita pocket (laughs) opens back up in the room right in front of that motionless figure. And right away, the once motionless figure begins to move. That being your cue, Elric and Cullen, you rush into the room at the now moving figure. So Elric, are you gonna attack it? 
That's the plan. I'm going to hit him with the butt end of my glaive. Um, and I'll go to glaive bonus action because it's just the butt end of it. Okay, you hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Um, damage. Okay, seven points of damage. So you hit it with the butt end of your glaive right in the side of its head. Sunk. And with Cullen's light now filling the room, you watch as your blow just easily scrapes off its flesh like it was a like a piece of rotting fruit. Yeah. And you instantly realize that you have whacked a zombie. Uh, we need a cleric in here. <laughs> I just shout out, zombie. All right, so uh, roll initiative. Oh. One. <laughs> oh. I'll wait and see what you guys are gonna do first. Twenty. Go <laughs> on. Wow, Jake is really kicking it tonight. Nice. Another 20 for Jake. Jake juice with some flapjakes. (laughs) All right, flapjakes. You hear the boys calling in the other room, and your divine senses are tingling. What do you do? And I follow into the room, and I see that zombie over there. I want to cast Inflict Wounds, but that's... You know what? I'm not even going to waste it. I'm going to just pop a crossbow bolt into him. Oh, I missed. Oh, oh How do you miss a zombie? Oh. With poor aim. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Okay, so that's my. Um, that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to use my um, my spiritual weapon. Okay. I only have to use spell slots left. Go ahead. All right, so Jake, as your bolt flies past Cullen and Elric and the zombie, you quickly realize that you're not the only ones in here. There are other bodies that begin to stir around this room, and you quickly count three more zombies, and two are upon you. Uh-oh. Zombie one, hungry for flesh, attacks you and hits its teeth sink into your shoulder for four points of damage. Zombie two wants a taste and goes for your neck. Right. But misses. You, you move out of the way just in time. And Elric, you're engaged with zombie four when suddenly you realize there's another one behind you and zombie three tries to slam you. But misses. You, you, you sensed him behind you and dodged out of the way. And now Zombie 4 is still fixated by AC and tries to grab him. Oh, no. Mm, chicken. And gets him. It grabs AC and shoves him in its rotting mouth. Stupid. That's not nice Esmir, at all. you're still in the doorway, and you see your friends suddenly surrounded by the walking dead. And as AC's feathers scatter and float around the room, it's your turn. What do you do? Zombie number four is going to suffer. I'm going to attack him with my magic missiles because he pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> he did kill your owl. That would make it that's, bad. That's, that's why he's going to suffer. Okay. So Esmir is going to attack zombie number four with her magic missiles. And she's going to go pew pew. All right. Five oh, points for the first one. Five points for the first one. Number two. Pew pew. 
Nice, four points. And number three. Pew, pew. Nice, five, five points. points. Oh, bastard. Fourteen points, that's sweet. For AC, you bastard. But he's not dead. He's not dead, but he doesn't look good. The darts come flying in and three darts come flying in and hit zombie four and just chunks of its flesh just go flying off as each dart explodes like a mini explosive burst. Do you want to do anything else? I'm going to stay in the doorway. Okay. All right, it's Ray Ray's turn. Okay, he is going to fly around here so that he can give me advantage when I go after zombie number three. Excellent. All right, Cullen, you see four zombies in here now attacking your friends. What do you do? We'll step forward one, go after zombie one. Oh, yes. oh 20 man. natural, nice. nice, seven points of critical damage. Indeed. You rolled two crappy dice, a one and a two. I know, that was bad, but still seven points is seven points. So I take a second swing. 16. That hits? Hits. Or slashy damage. Nice. All right, nine points of damage. You know what? You know what? I'm going to pull the action surge. Okay. Okay. See if I can finish this guy. Yeah. Finish. Finish him. Hit. Hits. Nice. You killed Yes. Good call. For the surge. Eight points. I can still move 15 feet, right? Yes. You, you come in there with both your swords, your hack, slash, hack. Pieces come flying off. You do your accent surge, and you take your sword, and you just shove it through its neck, and it slides off the sword and falls to the ground. And just as you're thinking of turning and going to another zombie... Oh, no. This zombie stands back up again. Um. Chap his head off. Or burn it. How do you kill a damn zombie? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna yell out. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll stay here. Okay, Elric, you just watched Cullen take down a zombie only to see it stand right back up. What do you do? Okay, I am going to burn an action surge, two regular attacks, and then a bonus action. So, Glaive. No, I got hit advantage. That's right. Mm hmm. The Ray Ray's there. Okay. Now, Glaive. Yes! 20. Natural 20. Nice. nice. 20. Critical hit. Damage. Yes. Wow, 18 points of damage. All right, now my second attack. All right, a 16 hits. Wow. All right, so now Damage. Yeah. All right, so All right. Elric, you go after this zombie, and your first strike is a critical hit, and just you just slice its arm off, and you come around again and slash it across the chest for nine points, and it staggers back. You you think you finished it, but then it just looks right at you and shambles forward. So I'm gonna hit it with my glaive. 19 yes, hits. Hit 24. Nice. Damage. All right, so you slash this zombie twice thinking you killed it, and it just keeps coming for you. And you bring the back end of your glaive around, and you, you're like, damn it, stay down. And you smash it on the top of the head, and it just squashes like a melon and falls to the ground, and it's not getting back up. Okay, cool. Good job, kid. 
All right, one zombie down. Jake, two of them are on you. What do you do? I'm going to channel divinity from Agma and turn the undead, turn undead zombie to. And he failed, which means what? he is turned. Boink. What is he turned into? He turns, meaning that he has to run. Oh. I hold up my shield, showing him the unfurled scroll, and I pray to Agma and scare the daylights out of him. <laughs> daylights. The daylight out of a zombie. I think it's the nightlights. I but... scare the nightlights. <laughs> yes. right, nice. So uh, zombie two sees the holy symbol of Agma and recoils. And now we go to zombie one. And no, we don't, because I'm rolling my spiritual weapon and I'm going to smash. Was it zombie one who came back to life? It uh, was. Yeah. So I'm going to try to smash him in the face with the Book of Agma. You see, you must learn. And I hit. I'm giving him a, a southpaw shot to the face. Oh, uh, 10 points. All right, so the Book of Agma appears next to Zombie 1 and just thwacks it across the face. Rotten zombie flesh just flies across the room and it thumps to the ground dead. You're going to have to clean that book off. <laughs> clean that book off. Zombie 2 runs away from Jake. <laughs> I don't know why I'm scared, but I am, so I'm gonna go hide in this corner over here. All right, Zombie 4 is gonna move forward mindlessly to the next living, breathing creature, which is Elric. And it brings down its arms to try and grab some Elbion brains and misses. All right, Izmir. Two zombies are down, one is turned, and zombie four is Yeah, going zombie number four, my new least favorite person, who I'm going to throw a firebolt at. Oh! I really don't like this son of a <laughs> Another bitch. Another natural 20. Zombies. Your dice are hot tonight, guys. All right, roll damage. Good for nothing. One and a seven. So this firebolt flies across the room, flies past Elric, and just slams square into the chest of this zombie. And it looks down at its now smoldering rotten flesh, and then just looks right back up at Elric. <laughs> All right, Ray Ray's turn. Okay, he's gonna fly to here to give me advantage. All right, Cullen, there are two zombies left. One smoldering in front of Elric, and one turned in the corner there. What do you do? Right. I can step past friends, so I'll do that here and see if we can't do something about the situation. Oh. Oh, a six misses. So I'm going to uh, use my second sword. 14, that hits. You don't even have to roll damage. It's only got one hit point left. Your blade just slices into its brain and it keels over, still smoldering from Esmir's firebolt. <laughs> nice. Okay, you still have movement if you'd like. There is a zombie in the corner, like a glitch in a video game, and it's just kind of walking into the wall and walking into the wall, and it's just feet <laughs> keep moving. All right, I'll 
see, five. Just smash his face in. I move. So any damage that he takes, just so you know, um, breaks the uh, turn undead spell. All right, Elric, one zombie left. What do you do? Huh. I didn't know that any damage he takes breaks the undead spell. What I want to do is shoot a firebolt at him. Go for Uh it. We can kill him. I mean, it's the last guy in the room. And you see, Agma has no problem with this. Because this is not life that is precious. This is undead, so it's it's not precious. It's an abomination. (laughs) All right, so... It's an abomination. Firebolt. Ooh, 21 hits. Roll damage. Oh. Two points. Two points. That's all right, kid. You did good. All right, so the firebolt hits the turn zombie, and it's like, why am I going this way? I'm still hungry. And it turns back to face you guys, and Jake, you're up. All right. So my book can make it 5, 10, 15, 20. Where I'm standing is 20 feet. 20 feet. Okay, I'm rolling my... I'm going to bash him in the face with the Book of Agma. Right, so uh, 19 plus 6 is 25. I hit. Hit. Nice. And damage to zombie 2 is going to be 3 plus 4 is 7. All right. Then I'm going to move. I'm going to come down here because that wasn't good enough. (laughs) It's not good enough, and I'm going to walk right up to this man, and I'm going to say... You're not a man at all. You're a dead <laughs> thing. So I'm going to pull out my mace and I'm going to smash you in the face. And I'm Ooh. going to hit you with a 16. Ouchie. Then I'm going to take my bludgeoning damage and drop it on your face for four points. <laughs> and then I go. <sighs> <laughs> all right. Well, he's going to go. Huh? And he's as he targets you. And I wave my hand in front of my nose. (laughs) Zombie breath. Yucks. And he attacks. And he misses. You try to attack, you stupid dead thing. You can't attack godly men. Esmir, you see Jake with his spiritual book up there going toe-to-toe with the last zombie. What do you do? Uh, Yadovsky. I'm going to come in here and I'm going to shoot a firebolt at him because he's stupid. He's a stupid zombie. Ooh. Oh, and I hit him. Nice. 16. Oh. 22. Pew! All right. Oh, nice. oh, maximum, maximum damage. Zing! 10 points. That's got to sting. Yes. It stings, and it, the uh, smoldering zombie that, oh, it just stinks with the rotten flesh now burning. It's just (laughs) nasty. And it looks like it's about to teeter and fall, but it does not. All right, Ray Ray. He is going to, well, he can't get behind him. So he's just going to stay where he is and peck the eyeball off of the dead zombie that's on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. <laughs> Lovely snack you've got there, Ray Ray. Put that down, Ray Ray. Yuckies, put it down. All right, Cullen, the last zombie stands smoldering before Jake, and it's your turn. 
Right on. Well, it's uh, pretty simple. I mean, pretty straightforward. It seems I should just swing. An 18 hits, and it falls to the ground in a smoldering heap of rotting flesh. And you guys have cleared this room of the undead. All right, cool. The only one that took damage was Jake, I think. All right, what do you guys want to do next? Um, can I have uh, Wheezy sniff these doors since he's got a really keen sense of smell? Sure. Hey, Wheezy, why don't you go smell the doors? All right, so while Wheezy's doing that, Elric, what are you doing? Um, well, this room looks like it's totally trashed. There's not much of any value, but I'm going to go listen at this northern door. Jake, what are you doing? Jake is going to reach into his backpack. He's going to pull out his sensor and some uh, incense. He's going to light it up, and he's going to start um, walking the room and uh, warding off the evil spells. <laughs> Okay, so you're doing your priestly duty and cleansing this room? I am. I'm exercising the room. Right. And as he walks around, there's like squishing of zombie brains under his feet. Yes. And I just look down and my foot slides a little bit, but um, I keep my balance. (laughs) Ew. All right, Cullen. So while this room is filling with incense, what are you doing? I'm going to um, search the area generally and see if I find any thing of value. Maybe the undead had some bottle caps in their pockets. Okay, so Esmir is talking to Wheezy, and then Wheezy heads towards the southern door. Jake is walking around the room, swinging his censure. Elric is at the northern door as Cullen searches the room. So Wheezy, Elric, and Cullen Roll a perception check. Perception. Ah, damn. Just not rocking the perception. 20. With a one, a 21. Oh, nice. Wheezy rolled a 22. Okay. Okay, so Cullen, you do not find any valuables in this room or um, on these zombies. Now, Wheezy comes back to you, Esmir, and begins to chitter at you. What is it, boy? And you get the idea that Wheezy smells beer. Mm, beer. Beer. Oh, cool. Mm. Beer. Yup, beer. So I'm, I'm going to tell him to go sniff the other doors, too. Okay, so Wheezy scampers off towards the western door, and Elric, you're at the northern door, and you rolled a 21 for perception, and you hear nothing. What do you want to do? Well, there's not much I can do. I guess I could, I mean, I can. I already listened at the door, and I couldn't hear anything. Um, I won't be able to see anything if I open it up, so I'm just going to stand there and say, uh, I need some light. Cullen, you got any light? Not doing anything, yeah, sure. <laughs> Hand me one of those die and I'll open up the door. So I open up the door. Okay. You open up the door and you see a hallway that ends uh, pretty quickly, about uh, 30 feet up. And it, it looks okay. like it tees off to the east and to the west. Okay, I'd say I see a hallway. To the north, that tees off after about 30 feet. Um, I, I, I said out loud before that I just smelled beer in this doorway. And I'm going to say, let's 
don't don't you kids leave yet let's wait and see what's behind all these doors first okay uh let's see what wheezy smells in this doorway and then let's okay. open the beer door first since it's it's probably just like a little storage room okay 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 so roll perception for wheezy there at the northern door Ooh, 20. 20. Okay. Wow. That's a perceptive little guy. Wee wee. comes back to you and does like, it waves its paw in front of its nose and goes, stinky poo poo. Stinky poo poo. (laughs) Can I say, does it smell like these guys? I point to the zombie brain. No, it points to its butt. Goes chicka chicka. Points to its butt. Stinky poopoos in there. Stinky poopoos in there. Stinky pew. Stinky poopoos. Okay, guys. So Wheezy smells stinky poopoos. Not not quite zombie smell in there, which doesn't necessarily mean that there's not zombies. I say we we check the beer room first because it sounds like it's a storage, some sort of storage space. Well, he said stinky poo-poo, and Cullen went running down there like he was. No, that's the, that's that's the, the beer, beer room. room. I went to oh, the beer room. God, yeah. I was about okay. to suggest, <laughs> Esmeralda, can you check this door? you got the stealth. Yeah, I'm going to do the one-eyed stealth maneuver. Okay. Oh, not so stealthy. I rolled a five. All right, so the door loudly creaks open. And the smell of beer just fills your nostrils. Mm. And you look inside and you see that this uh, chamber holds like seven casks and a large iron chest. Mmm. Mm. Mm. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Could be a trap. Toss the die in there, Jake. I mean, I Colin. I'll throw the. The light. Just toss it right in the middle there. The night die in the middle of the room. All right, so you guys all see this now. You guys see seven uh, casks and an iron chest in the corner there. Can I scooch up here and take a and do uh, roll perception to see if I see anything that's suspicious? Mm-hmm. Twelve. You do not see anything suspicious. Mm. Okay. What's your uh, perception, Elric? Perhaps you can examine the room. Elric, go in uh, there and do some reconnoiting or whatever it's called, scanning was, or something. My perception is plus one. I will go up to the doorway and I will roll my perception. Ooh, oh. 17. You, uh, you, you say, excuse me, Jake, let me take a look. <laughs> and you kind of look around and you're like... This looks clear. This just looks like some kind of storage room for the beer for this once tavern. Yeah. Why would it still smell if it's been abandoned for so long? That's what I want to know. I want to examine this metal box. Okay. I'll step in here with you. I'm checking out one of these casks. All right. So, Elric, you uh, take a look at these barrels, and you are... Uh, you know for sure that they contain beer. And by the smell, it's a strong and bitter beer. And I want you to roll me perception. Okay. I rolled a seven. So, yep, there are... uh, Each of these casks is like a five-gallon cask. 
um, and it holds uh, some beer in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Cullen, at the chest, you go over to it and examine it, and it is locked. Ooh. Um, I'm going to examine the lock and see if uh, it has uh, any kind of trap on it. Okay. Please, please, perception work finally. Eh, ten. Uh, it does not seem trapped. Perhaps Jake can use his thieves' tools. Okay, so Jake, remember, if you want to use your thieves' tools, you'll have to channel divinity. Oh, knowledge of the ages? Yep, uh, so you'll have proficiency in gotcha. it. Gotcha. Okay, yes, that's what it is. For one skill for ten minutes, um, I have proficiency. So if I use that... Can I say, wait a second, and come in the room? Sure. I'm going to say, before you try to open that, I am going to investigate these barrels here because I I wonder if there's some sort of like something that might explode or something when the thing's opened. So can I investigate one of the, some of the barrels? Sure. 19. So as you're as you're examining uh, these uh, barrels of beer, you find something interesting on each of the barrels. And they bear a stylized flaming mall branded into each of their sides. Okay, so what's a flaming mall? Is that like a symbol, like a... A mall is like a hammer. Does it look, does it, what does that mean? History check? Sure. 11. Check out the side of these barrels, guys. Look at, there's a flaming thingy on the side of each one. I'll give it a crack. I got a plus one. 19, 20 nice. modified. Cullen, you're, you, uh, you're like, what is that? And you go over there by Esmir and you crouch down and you take a look and you see this flaming maw branded into the wood of this five gallon barrel. And you're like, oh, that's the symbol of Firehammer Hold. Huh. Oh, the dwarves built this place. That's where Jack went. And you also realize that this beer is fresh. Huh. Exciting. Mm. Even more interesting. I don't know if I like it. Meaning it's being brought, it's been brought recently from Firehammer Hole. Hole. Yeah, and we know zombies ain't drinking it. So I lean over and I say, I know me beer. This is from Firehammer Hole. Okay. So I That's rolled interesting. Good job, kid, with the sleuthing. So I, I just used my channel divinity to pick a lock. Okay. So in your skills tab, um I got thieves tools. Yep, you got thieves tools, so go ahead and roll it from there. I'm going to cast yep. guidance upon myself and Jake, are you playing with yourself? What's going on? So go ahead and roll it. Thieves tools. Thieves tools on the way. I'm just, I'm looking through my bag, you see. I'll get them. Oh, 13. 13. So you're, you put your thieves tools in there and you start kind of feeling around for the tumblers and all that stuff and you're, and you're just, you can't get it, you can't get it and you're just about to give up and then click, it opens. Because that's exactly uh. what you needed to open it. Nice. 64. Oh. Thanks, Agma. 
So I want to just kind of, as I go to lift the lid, just do it very, very slowly. All right, so you open this chest, and inside you find a pouch with 35 gold pieces in it. And you find a sack with 205 silver pieces in it. Nice. And you find a wooden coffer with 12 gems in it. And they're worth probably about 25 gold each. And you find... This this looks interesting to you, Jake. You find a jet statuette of a female orc with enormous claws for hands. Mm. And inside, you also find a large roll of parchment. Ooh, I like that. And it crumbles to dust in your hands. No! <laughs> it's blank hey, parchment. Um, can I? Uh, so I'm kind of struck by the statuette, and uh, and I say, Jake, is that your girlfriend? <laughs> this is not my girlfriend at oh. all. My girlfriend is. You seemed beautiful. excited. I thought maybe you found a statue of her somewhere. No, but look at this. It's very interesting. Maybe we can use it as you know, stick it in your hair. Well, but wait, roll. before we do. <laughs> History. But before we do, I'd like to roll history to see if I know anything about this. I would rather you roll religion, please. Oh, yes. Okay, I'll do that. As a cleric, you should be good at it. So a 19 plus 4, I got a 23. You know that this is the orc goddess Luthic. Luthic. And this statue is worth probably about 150 gold. It's nice. Wow. To the right buyer. Nice. So I want to put the little statue in my pack. Will the nuts. orcs be able to buy beer from Firehammer Hold? Probably not. Then they might have stolen it. I don't know. Maybe Along it's not these, orcs. The Maybe gold it's not and silver. Yeah. Maybe Bad guys always orcs. bring liquor with them wherever they go. <laughs> zombies. It's like drinking wine in their tents and stuff like that. It was the zombies bought it and brought it back. <laughs> no interest in beer. Well, I say, if it's fresh, I'll have a mug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Cullen taps it op- taps open a barrel and starts sits down and starts drinking some of that fine, strong, bitter beer. I always did like a good mug of dwarven beer. Look at how much parchment I've found. I'll be yeah. writing all night long. It's not blank. Oh, it's not blank. Okay, well then, as I roll it out, do do I understand the language that is on it? It is a map. You <gasps> op- you unroll it, and it's a map of the Daggerford region. In fact, it looks exactly like the map that you won from Falarian Philvin Dorson that led you here. Mm. And just like your map, it is keyed in common. But this one now has fresh markings on it. Um, what, what are the markings? What are the new markings? What's this? What's all this scribbly scribble? Roll, give me an intelligence <laughs> check. <laughs> oh, I'm intelligent. I can't find it. <laughs> and neither can I. Main Sorry, that's front funny. page. That's on the main page, front right? Page. <laughs> I got it. I was, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Silly ghost. Great. Seven plus four, eleven. Okay, so Esmir, you examine this map, and you're pretty sure that the new markings on this map 
are written in Orcish. Now, Jake, you know that orcs use dwarven script, and you think you recognize some words. You make out the words new and domain. Okay. And there's a circle drawn around a large area that includes the Ardeep Forest and goes all the way to the Forlorn Hills. And you see two smaller circles, one around the area that would be where you guys are at here at Harpshield Castle, and okay. one around an area at the edge of the Forlorn Hills. Okay. So is it a more detailed area of that is what you're no, saying? No, it's exactly like okay. the map that you guys have that led you here, but uh, with the same writings on it, almost if it was just like a Xeroxed copy of your map. But the difference is, is that it has this area marked out like circled, like somebody added that, you know, recently drew on there and circled this area of land. And there's some orcish... Uh, writing on it. Right. Right. So orcs have drawn on this thing. Right. Orcs have right. drawn. But there's fresh dwarven beer here. Correct. So there's a bad guy dwarf and some bad guy orcs hanging out together. The dwarves are like blood enemies of orcs. So I don't see how they'd be working together. Well, we're going to fold this thing up and we're going to. At some point, we have to go back to Daggerford and, mm-hmm. and meet the high uh, elf, and <laughs> we need. And maybe he can decipher some of this stuff. Maybe he speaks Dwarkish. <laughs> uh, can I just, uh, Jake? Uh, I think it's kind of funny that you found a. You opened up a chest with a shit ton of treasure in it and you were like look paper <laughs> <laughs> oh trust me i was happy to see the jewels and all no, the other stuff but this, it's like but yes exactly <laughs> wow paper this oh. other stuff this other stuff wow. is like yeah you can get things with it gems and gold and stuff but this things. is knowledge <laughs> <laughs> After a gross encounter with stupid dead things, we leave our heroes safe and sound and yucking it up in a room with a chest full of treasure and kegs full of fresh dwarven ale. But will their brief respite from danger be short-lived? Are elves really always high? Will Ray Ray develop a taste for eyeballs? And why would an undead have bottle caps in its pocket? Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the show as our party begins to uncover the mysteries of Harpshield Castle and plunder its riches and, and drink its beer. And we're going to leave them there for a little bit as we take another holiday break here at Roll Radio. 
we're not going to play for several weeks, so I'm going to take this downtime to catch up on some editing and also experiment with some new ways to improve the show's sound quality. And hopefully on Christmas morning there's some microphones under the tree. Know what I mean? And in your holiday downtime, head over to RollRadio.com and snuggle up and catch up on Jake's journal entries. And then head over to Sirenscape.com and check out their amazing library of music and sound effects for your own tabletop adventures. And head over to dnd.wizards.com and check out all the great modules and stories like the one we're playing, Scourge of the Sword Coast. And since it's the season for giving, head over to iTunes and give us a review and lots of twinkling stars. We would really appreciate it. All right, so we'll be back after the new year. Subscribe right to the podcast so you don't miss out on stuff like what Wheezy was smelling. And from all of us here at Roll Radio, we wish you and yours a wonderful holiday and a happy new year. Thanks, everybody.